Hey, my name is Joe. What a wonderful thing it would be to visit your own funeral, to sit at the front and hear what was said. Maybe say a few things yourself. What's up, guys? It's Eric. Don't take it personally, Finn, but I brought you some fruity soaps. Take them home. Try them out. Someone just won a fortune. A winner in the village. He can't collect. Win and then die from the shock of it. But two friends have a plan. I wanted to talk to someone about a claim that I've been making. Now the whole town's about to hit it big. If the lotto man comes, Ned Devine is alive and well. Except for one small problem. Would you happen to know a Ned Devine? I do. This fall, the critics agree. <laughs> one movie hits the jackpot. Waking Ned Devine, rated PG. Now playing, coming soon to a theater near you. You are listening to Worth a Late Fee, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they have may, have may have recommended at one time to see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if they're not paying a late fee. What's up, Joe? What's up, Eric? Dude. Weird times, man. Things are weird. Weird yeah. times. <laughs> things are weird. Um, in case you're listening to this down the road, and hopefully the universe still exists, but we're in the middle of the coronavirus shut down so or you know whatever you want to call it however you're handling it so first things first i think we, we were supposed to get this out on tuesday a few days ago or maybe even before that we're shooting sure for st patty's yeah we're shooting sure yeah. for st patty's but we wanted to record it on sunday and release it two days ago on st yeah. patrick's day and things have gotten weird man and uh with work for both of us and so we we kind of hit a speed bump uh but we did want to get this out and we don't know when we will be doing our next episode we're, we're going to shoot probably for like two weeks and i did want to shout out jill who basically broke joe down because the reason we're so we're doing we're doing waking that divine today which joe will get into in a second as far as the, the details of it but the reason we settled on waking that divine is because we want to do an irish movie for saint patrick's day for that time of year and you know the the one thing joe said was I'm not doing Boondock Saints. That's it. So I was pretty sad on that, by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. No, he was, he was sad. And then I put something up online, and Jill on Instagram basically called him out. I was like, no, you guys should do Boondock Saints. It's, and I said, I was like, I agree. It's the perfect movie to do with a podcast like this. So Jill, I told Jill, I was like, you can't, you can't turn down the, custom, the, the listener feedback, Jill. Like, we're a new podcast. We can't say no to the people. So... We are going to do a bonus episode of Boondock Saints, Jill. Guaranteed. We're just... I'm going off script the entire... No script for me that day. I'm going yeah. off script. Yeah. Jill might be drinking heavily <laughs> for that episode, but we are going to do it. And we seriously, seriously, seriously appreciate you giving us the feedback. But like I said, because at first he wouldn't do that, we settled on Waking Dead Divine because we had a few Irish movies. This is a little bit lesser known film. Um, but Joe, you want to give some details on... Uh, yeah, so like uh, Eric said, we're uh, going to be discussing Wake and Ned or North America, Wake and Divine, which I didn't know about until, uh, yeah. So the back of the DVD reads, the New York Times raves, we have a winner. In the tradition of the full Monty comes a spectacularly funny comedy about friends pulling together to make a dream come true. When Ned Divine dies from shock after winning the lottery, two longtime friends, Michael and Jackie, Discover the body and agree. Ned would want to take the what ben- Ned would want them to benefit from his good luck. They embark on an outrageous scheme to claim the ticket, but first had to get all the townsfolk to go along with their plan. And because stereotypes are a thing, we were we were initially going to do Guinness, and uh, we just because it kind of got lost in the shuffle. We and honestly, I, I like Guinness at a bar 
on tap better. But I, we're we're still going to do Guinness, and I think we're going to push Guinness back to the Boondock Saints bonus episode, does, which does seem fitting at the same time. Right, that all seems fitting. Yeah, right, so. but I happen to have a coworker of mine at this thing going where like he'll find a beer that he likes, he'll bring it in for me to try, and then I'll bring one in. And last week he brought in this beer from Harpoon Brewery. And it's a cannoli stout, and they partnered with Mike's Pastry, which, if you're not from Boston, Mike's Pastry is like an it's an institution in Boston, and it's they make you know you can go back and forth on who makes the best cannolis in Boston, or whatever. But they're always in the discussion. It's a little bit like if you it's like if you come to Boston and you are gonna go to the North End, the Italian neighborhood, you have to try either Mike's or Modern or whatever. But so it sounds kind of weird to do an Italian themed beer. For an Irish movie, but this beer is so good. I, him and I have gone back and forth, and I'll give him a beer, and and he'll give me one. And some of them we really like, some of them we we were like, oh, it's not bad. When I tried this, I texted him right away. I was like, dude, this stuff is legit. And then Joe just tried it for the first time tonight. So yeah, no, it's just it's really good. Like, and I'm a pretty picky beer drinker. If I can finish a beer, it's like a huge compliment to them. Like, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drinking this whole thing. I think but yeah, by the time this episode's over, it's it's a good beer. It's a good beer. So. Yeah, we're, we're going to sip that and talk about the movie. As far as you said, it came out in 98. 98, which I didn't know about. Like, it feels like an older film. And I thought it was like early 90s when I when I first started watching it. But yeah, it came out in 98. And it uh, had a budget of $3 million and made 55 in the box office, which right from like that is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, other movies that came out that year by Worldwide Gross, again, it's kind of like a, they're all blockbusters. And this is kind of like a hard comparison. But just to give you an idea what came out that year, it was uh, Armageddon. Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla, There's Something About Mary, A Bug's Life, Deep Impact, Mulan, Dr. Doolittle, Shakespeare in Love, and Lethal Weapon 4. Which, by the way, the fact that Saving Private Ryan didn't win an Oscar and lost to Shakespeare in Love for Best Picture is oh, still a travesty. But it but did win Oscars, right? It won, didn't it won Oscars, but yeah, not yeah, Best yeah. Picture. Which is, yeah, that's, that's not, that's that's not that's that. <laughs> I know, I know. So, your first memory... What was your first memory of this film? So, this is actually my first time watching the movie. Okay. But when I was younger, uh, 98 was when it first came out, I had my friends. <clears throat> their parents were watching it. And I was pretty young still, so like this movie didn't really catch my interest back then. Yeah. So, when they were watching it, I was kind of like peering, like peeking over and seeing what was happening. But I never focused yeah. on the on the actual film until <clears throat> now. Yeah. And I'm happy I kind of waited because I think I appreciate it a lot more now than I would have back then. Yeah. I... I don't remember. So I was 13 in 98 and I didn't see it in theaters, but I don't remember a life without this movie. It's, you know, spoiler alert. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And my dad always were Irish American. You know, I'm not saying I'm Irish. Like, you know, if you're from Ireland, you're, you're laughing at that. But my dad was always very hard on my brother and I to not be like, St. Patrick's Day Irish kids where we're just like, you know, getting wasted. and Once a year, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I watched a lot of Irish movies growing up, listened to Irish music. I have, I actually have the soundtrack to this movie, but... Spoiler, it's really good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, uh, like, I have a copy of the DVD. My father has a copy of the DVD. We have a... My family's... My father's originally from Canada. We, we have a house up there. We have the copy of the DVD there, so... I love this movie. It's and so I don't like I said it came out when I was thirteen, but I don't remember really life before this movie. So, um, it's a little bit lesser known film. So, just to, to get into kind of the the plot of the movie, 
And I'm going to skip over some... The, the, one of the tough things about a lot of the actors in the movie are very accomplished, but I think they're more accomplished in British or Irish film. So when I, when I say like, you know, if I mention a name like David Kelly or Ian Bannon and I don't go into their filmography in detail, it's not because I don't think it's amazing. It's because I know it's amazing, but a lot of it's for Americans and North Americans that you might, you might miss over it, miss some of it. So plus that's too, I also want to point out that, we can talk about this at some point on the point because it's probably one of the stars, but Kirk, uh, what's his name? Kirk, I just had it up. I'm going to edit this out. Uh, Kirk Jones wrote and directed this. Yeah. You don't see that very often, like a writer and director of the film. Yeah. This was his movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and like I said, I already said I, I love the movie, but it's it's a good one. So, but you, a lot of people probably haven't seen it and that's totally fine. Oh, and then just to tie back, first memory of the film this is a movie when joe and i worked at the video store i probably recommended this movie to more people than maybe any any movie ever this was my on the employee pick wall i think we ordered the dvd at the store because i asked for it like i love this movie so just to give you kind of a a brief a brief uh, plot breakdown when word reaches Jackie O'Shea and Michael O'Sullivan, Jackie O'Shea is played by Ian Bannon, who um, he was kind of, he was that bad guy in Braveheart that had the the facial I don't remember what disease that was. Yeah, but his face. I forgot about that. That you're right. I forgot yeah. from Braveheart. Yeah. His face is kind of melting. So, uh, when word reaches Jackie O'Shea and Michael O'Sullivan, two elderly best friends, that someone in Tullamore, which is the little village in Ireland that they live at, uh, with 52 people, has won the Irish national lottery. They, along with Jackie's wife, Annie. Yes. I will say, the way this movie opens up, though, before we get too far into it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the way the movie opens up is my, one of my favorite scenes in the entire oh, film. The it's, not, it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorite scenes. The it's like, tart thing? Yeah, like the build up to like the losing ticket. Like, I was like, my house is trying to race that scene. Like, I was like, oh my God. He has like, I was like, this is it. Like, they're the winners. And all of a sudden, he's like, he just starts ripping it up. And then he's like, thanks for the tart. <laughs> yeah, so he, so what Joe's talking about is, so, um, Jackie and his, Jackie's the movie opens up with like a, a thing talking about how the lottery can change someone's life and then it cuts to the scene where uh, Jackie's sitting on his couch watching TV and they're watching the national lottery like they're watching the the, the, the numbers come up and he asks his wife uh, played by Fanula Flanagan to bring him his his tart and she, at first she's like kind of saying like for lack of a she's kind of saying get off your ass get yourself yeah, yeah get yourself and then they start dropping the numbers. So it's like seven, 15, whatever. And he's like going one by one. Like, oh, we got that one. We got that one. And then she starts, you know, once you get three, four, five numbers in, she's starting to get into it. So she doesn't even realize she's doing it, but she's cutting him a piece of his tart and bringing it into his, into the living room. And then the, the last number drops and he goes, yes, yes, yes. And he starts ripping up the the ticket. And she's like, "What are you doing? Did you, did we win?" And he's like, "No, but I got my tart, didn't it?" <laughs> and it's it's she just it sets, yeah, yeah, it sets just... the tone for the the, the whole movie. And yeah. their relationship, we'll get into all this again, but their relationship is it, it's like talk about married life goals. Like she's she's hot shit. She's funny. She can take it. She's and she can give it right back. So yeah, yeah so someone in Tullamore, their tiny Irish village of fifty two people, has won the Irish national lottery. They, along with Jackie's wife, Annie, who we just talked about, plot to discover the identity of the winner. They obtain a list of lottery customers from Mrs. Kennedy at the post office and invite the potential winners to a chicken dinner, where they attempt to get the winner to reveal him or herself. 
After everyone has left and they are no closer to an answer, Annie realizes that one person did not come to the dinner. Yeah. And it's funny too, before like the chicken dinner happens, they're still trying to figure, like they go to the bar with that guy because they, they, they think he's the winner. So they buy him a drink, they start yes. sucking up to him, buying him drinks, buying him food for nothing. Right. They do the same <laughs> thing with, um, uh, it was one of Michael's uh, encounters, I believe. I can't remember who it was now. Yeah. But then they're like, okay, the chicken dinner happens. And like, they're trying so hard right. just to find the winner. They right. hope we get something it's out of it. It's only 52 people. It's not <laughs> any one of us. So yeah. So um, so Annie realizes that one person did not come to the dinner. So Jackie pays a late night visit to the only absentee, the reclusive Ned Devine, who's a, an older guy, a fisherman in the town. He finds Ned at his home in front of the TV, still holding the ticket in his hand, a smile on his face, and dead from shock. That same night, Jackie has a dream that the deceased Ned wants to share the winnings with his friends, and he has no and has no family to claim the ticket. I love that scene too, uh, like the dream sequence. So it's like that orange on the, tint, on the boat. yeah. Like because they mentioned that he loves being on the water. Yeah, yeah. And so like the dream takes place of them on a boat, and they're sharing, or he has a chicken dinner that he's gonna get that night. Yep. And he offers to share some of it with yes. Jackie. And like that's Jackie's like indicator that maybe this is the money he's talking about. He wants to share the money with us. And yeah. it's a really nice like for everything that's happening, like losing a, someone, you know, and a small much like that, it hits everyone. And yeah. like it was kind of cool like seeing like a more sentimental side of things. Like it wasn't all about the money in that one scene. It was more about like right. their relationship and they hear a prayer that night and everything. Yeah. So it's... <clears throat> and that's what I love about... I love Irish humor i love like we could do if we want to do once one like every saint patrick's day do a lesser known irish movie and then a, a more big one there that irish humor where it's in in british too a little bit where something really dark happens and then they're able to kind of like make light of it and at the same time when good things happen there there's some negativity it's a very balanced yeah um thing so oh and then what you were just saying uh, uh one of my favorite lines and i'm, I'm paraphrasing but uh when, when Jackie says to his wife, he says, can you imagine, you know, you win the lottery and then you die from the shock of it. So yes. it's like talk about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So after that, after that dream, uh, Jackie wakes up and before dawn, he and Michael return to Ned's house to gather Ned's personal information so they can claim the winnings for themselves. Elsewhere in the village, Maggie O'Toole, who this is kind of the separate, um, separate, one of the other plot lines in the, in the film, Maggie O'Toole, who is this, She's a, she's a mom in the town. She has a kid and she has this guy, Finn, who he's a pig farmer and he's, he, Finn loves her. He's loved her forever and whatever. And he's chasing her down. But in this like very British, English, Irish, um, humor thing, Maggie won't settle down with Finn because she likes him and she'll, she'll kind of go up to him and she'll think about it. But then he smells like pigs. Which is ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. But, <laughs> So Maggie O'Toole continues to spurn the romantic interests of her old flame, Finn. Well, they call him Pig Finn, a local pig farmer. Finn is convinced that they belong together as he thinks he is the father of her son, Maurice. And like the whole thing you see with this, like the fact that you, like you said, he likes her, but she also likes him. Right. So it's like, if you're going to have the pigs be the thing that sets you back, right. that drove me crazy the entire oh, yeah. well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to that for sure. <laughs> but she cannot abide him due to his ever-present odor of pigs. Finn has a rival in Pat Mulligan, also hoping to marry. He's very clean dress. Like yeah. he's like a typical like clean. Money. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the tale of the time. Like you got the the pretty boy, even though the guy's not that pretty, but he's 
you know, he's got his... He's, he's, he's money pretty. He's, he's polished. <laughs> yeah, he's polished. So, um, Jackie and Michael call the National uh, Lottery to make the claim, prompting a claim inspector to be sent. The inspector, Mr. Kelly, arrives to find Jackie on the beach. Jackie's actually on the beach with Michael, but he, the inspector doesn't see Michael. So, he finds Jackie on the beach and asks him for directions to Ned's cottage. Jackie delays Kelly by taking him on a circuitous route. Yes, right. And the original plan was to have Jackie yes. play Ned, and Michael is gonna uh, Michael is gonna play. You know, th- the roles were reversed basically because on the moment Jackie right. responded to his question yes. about Ned and like threw the whole plan into motion in an opposite direction. Because Jackie is the more of the two friends. Jackie's the more like smooth talking, like. He can kind of, you know, bullshit his way through some some things. Jackie's the Erica of the situation. I'm the Michael with yeah. 100%. So. Michael Michael is the sweetest. And he's not oh. dumb. He's not dumb, but he's not... He's not a, he's not a liar. He's just... Right, he's not very smooth. Yeah. On the spike, cannot come up with a story. Right, so. right. He's, he, yeah. And, and I, we can bring it up a little bit later, but... So anyway... Uh, Jackie delays Kelly by, by taking him on a circuitous route while Michael races to the cottage on a motorcycle completely naked. That was so good, by the way. I love that. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, He's trying to get his pants on. He yes. just can't do it. So he just gets up and gets on the bike, on yes. a scooter, naked. Right. <laughs> it's like, man. And if you saw like one of the pictures or the images we shared on Instagram today, actually, it was of him riding. But yeah, it, to see, like, I don't know how old he was when he made, when he made this movie. I think he was like, say he was 70 something. See, who, and he probably weighs all of 127 pounds, <laughs> racing naked through the hills on a, on like a little moped. Not a moped, but like not a, it's not a cool motorcycle. So completely naked. And he breaks into Ned's house so he can answer the door as Ned. So he's gotten home. He's, he's won the race. And part of the reason he's won the race is Jackie's used his like suave, like street smarts. He kind of plays dumb and acts like he gets lost. So he has the guy driving all over Who's the problem? Yeah. This is guy in the world too. I think his name is Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. He's the nicest, nicest guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he never I'm ever gets like upset or angry. He's like always. He's very calm the entire time. Yes, I've had the the pleasure of going to Ireland twice, and I would recommend even if you have no interest in in like the culture or or you have no Irish heritage or whatever, if you have the chance to go to Ireland, definitely go because. Everything people say about Ireland, every, people will tell you like they're the nicest people, they're so friendly, they're funny, and that's all true, and it's a beautiful country, and that's true, but you can't understand like the, the levels of it, of how amazing the people are, and how beautiful the country is until you go. But anyway, I digress. So, after discovering that the lottery winnings are far greater than they initially anticipated, totaling near nearly $7 million, Jackie and Michael are forced to, involved the, in, forced to involve the entire village in fooling Mr. Kelly. All of the oh, go ahead. No, I was saying this is why I love how the village comes together. Like, this is like I didn't see it's happening. I thought it was going to take like you know I thought they were going to like have to persuade for the rest of the film persuade different members, but yes. they're all pretty much on board. Yeah, pretty quickly. Like that's why I love like small yeah. the small net communities, and yep. I love how the fact that let's make a comment <laughs> on this earlier. How Jackie just walks into um, Ned's house, the yep. door's unlocked. Yep. I'm like, wow, what 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 great place to be in? Like having your door unlocked, and, like that trusting like in a small village like that, or it's like and it's. Not to go down a dark path, but it's when you. I've seen this movie a million times, but when I watched it this time, and you compare it to the life that we're in now, where it seems like half the country or the state or the city, in Joe and I's case, are on one side and they want to kill the other half both ways. Yeah. It's so, like Joe said, it's so cool to see a small town just get together and pretty much like, all right, we're in. So, um, 
Well, most of them are in. All of the villagers signed their name to a pact to participate in the ruse, except one, the local curmudgeon Lizzie, Lizzie Quinn. She threatens to report the fraud in order to receive a 10% reward and attempts to blackmail Jackie for $1 million of the winnings. Jackie does not refuse her outright, but later insists to Michael, she'll sign for the same of us, same as us or get nothing at all. And I um, love that approach, by the way. Like, me the fact too. That, um, like, that was a nice rewarding, like... If if she got the get what she wanted because I think ten percent was what was a ticket six million dollars I think or seven million yeah so like the ten percent was actually more than what they were offering but yeah. that little bit extra was convincing her to go against her entire town or her entire community to take that little bit extra so like I'm happy like they I sucked love, their guns I love and my wife would tell you it's because that's how I am but I wish Bree was doing this this podcast with us because she loves this movie too but I know I, I asked her but she she's she's out taking care of the dogs which is good but um. I love stubborn people when it's like, I know it's right. Now, given they're, they're ripping off the lottery and whatever, so, you know, it's not 100% right. But they're doing it together, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bring them all together. And I love that old stubborn, like, especially, like, old guys that are like, you know what, F you. Like, I don't So, yeah, no, I love that, too. The villagers go to great lengths to fool the inspector, even pretending Ned's funeral is a service for Michael when the inspector wanders into the church. So they tell, the, the, the villagers ask, how are we going to know who this guy is? And what Michael or what Jackie tells him is he sneezes. He said they basically say he's a city boy. And when he gets into the countryside, he sneezes a lot. So the whole town is in this little church at, um, truthfully, Ned Devine's funeral, the real Ned Devine. But the guy walks in and quick thinking uh, Jackie, who's making a speech, switches and starts talking and pretending that it's Michael. So that the, his best friend who's pretending to be Ned, he starts pretending that it's his funeral. So, yeah. But then, like, the things he says about Michael are yes. all true. It's oh. like, th- like he says, the things he's never told into his face, oh, but everyone in the room knows about yep. this. Can I show you the quote now? Should I say it for after? Save it for after because okay. I have a whole, yeah, I, have a, okay. I have a whole thing. Yeah. So the inspector leaves, satisfied that the claim is legitimate, and the villagers celebrate their winnings at the local pub. Meanwhile, Quinn makes her way to the nearest working phone. So Quinn is the, the bad the lady we don't like. Right. And like, and like they make the joke of what she what she got walked to the, uh, Dublin, I think it was. She yep. gonna walk they used to on a, like on a, yep. on a scooter she, and then it powers down. Yep. <laughs> she yep. ends she, up walking. But she's a stubborn, you gotta respect that too. She's good, she's yep. So uh she makes her way to the nearest working phone, a phone box outside the village on the edge of a cliff, and phones the lottery office. Before she can report the fraud, however, the deport the the departing claim inspector sneezes while driving past her and loses control of his car. Forcing an oncoming van, driven by Tullymore's village priest returning from a sabbatical, to crash into the phone box, sending it plummeting off the cliff and crashing to the ground below with Quinn still inside. The most redeeming ending of the film. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, don't like you said, this is a crime, this is illegal they're doing. Oh, yeah. But like, I was waiting for them, you know, them to take the like moral approach, the careers to like, you know, that you get caught in something bad, yeah. you know, but. This film, I love how they, they angle that route. They and the community come together yep. and they won. They like get got the money and they won. And then you see her so close. Like the whole scene is you see them all celebrating. Yes. It goes back and forth between her and the phone booth making the phone call to Jimmy. Yep. And he crashes when he reaches for his phone. He sees this, reaches for his phone, and then he's like you said, hits the uh or distracts the driver. But it's all cool to see. The fact that the two, right, yeah. the stubborn one who's against the entire community, she didn't win. And they're and they're all in a pub, and and the best part of it is it's 
they, it kind of builds. So she's she's going on her little scooter and then she has to start walking. And this an Irish, like traditional Irish band is playing in the pub and it's kind of slow building. And then the music really starts picking up. And right as the, you know, musicians are going to trash me for that. Actually, Joe might trash for this. I was going to say the fiddle player. I don't know what... Oh, see, I didn't see. I, I saw the violin, though. There's a violin, violin there. It was the violin, violin was... was the sound was gorgeous. Like this. So he he plays and his one of his strings the horse, yeah, the horse hair is yeah. yeah and right as that happens the 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 phone booth launches off the <laughs> off the cliff and, and it was such an exaggerated launch right? oh, yeah. like it was like it, I wonder, it was high in the sky and then it came like it was, it was so good it was like cartoony and like in the grayest way right so at the celebration jackie spots maggie so again maggie is the girl who um she has a son and she's trying to she can't pick between finn and the, the cleaner cut guy who is content to marry finn <laughs> Now that he has the money to give up pig farming, Maggie confides in him that Ned is Maurice's real father. Okay, so that's a huge detail. So this whole time, Finn has thought that he's the father of Maggie's son, Maurice. And she confides to, to Jackie that Ned's the father, meaning that technically Maurice is entitled to the whole winnings because Maurice right. is Ned's son. He's the only family. Yep. Right. And Jackie urges her, uh, he says to her, you know, take the fortune, it's his and whatever, and she says, she shuts him down, determined to keep the secret so that Maurice will have a father and the villagers will have their money. So she's kind of shady. There's some ups and pros and cons to that. So on the one hand, it's nice that she's saying like, no, we're all going to share this money. It's a, it's a great thing. And my son will have a father figure. On the other side, it's kind of messed up that she's lying to her son. Yeah, about it's, such, it's such a toss of like, yeah. it's like almost like it's, it's a hard decision to make. Right. <laughs> so, so finally, uh, and the way the film kind of ends is Jackie, Michael, Maurice, and a few other villagers stand on the headland and raise their glasses to Ned, toasting him for the gift for his gift to the village. Yeah, beautiful so, sequence. Yeah, it is. It is to Ned Divine. Yeah. So. Also, if you make make a mention of the uh, what's his what's the, what's the kid's name again? Maurice. Maurice. Him smoking the cigar. <laughs> I was like, yo, I don't even smoke a cigar yet. This yeah. Kid's smoking yeah. a cigar. He's a, he's a gangster. <laughs> so we did the plot summary. We're, we're trying to listen to some feedback on on how we structure it. So. We kind of decided to break it down into two things: good news or bad news. So, what do you want to start with, Joe? Good news or bad news? I'm a bad news first, guys. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, the bad news. Again, this movie was great. I, I really liked it. The scenes that kind of dragged a bit, or we kind of touched upon it earlier, like briefly, the Finn yeah. and that that whole like side plot. Michael and Jackie were so good on screen together. I looked forward to their scenes, but when I took that turn to Finn and yeah. Uh, Maggie, yeah. Uh, it's like it kind of slowed things down a little bit to a point where I was like, oh, like I didn't. I was like looking at my phone board, but I was kind of like, there's yeah. so much more great happening right now with their other story. So what would would you say that? What who's your least favorite cast member? Least favorite cast member, I would say, is probably. Uh, I'll say Maggie, I guess. Yeah. Maggie. So like uh, Finn's. Finn's a good character. He has like that, like that anti. Yeah, he's like he's a yeah. great guy. Like and the yeah. fact that he gives up. He actually gives up his pig farm for her at the yeah. end. It makes me a little mad too, but I know. But no, Maggie was kind of like I think the worst part, and that yeah. whole side story was the worst. Sorry. Yeah, she, I, pretty much same thing. My least favorite character is is Maggie, just because you know it's no matter if it's a, a village in Ireland or like a high school movie in America, they still have they have to put in that like plot line where there's like a good good guy, and like you said, Finn's a mess, and he's he smells like pigs right. he's an honest he's an honest mess though yeah he's a great guy he's working hard and whatever and he wants to do things the right way and so 
her shutting him down and then some other things she does are a little bit she's she's definitely my least favorite character and i i don't think she doesn't she doesn't really bring any anything great to it it's not like right you know finn's a mess but he's you can clearly he's a good guy so and then uh i agree with kind of what i would would change as well i would probably do a little bit more uh jackie and michael time um and a little bit less of that and the only other thing I would change too is if it was more, if they were more efficient with the time, this is the one time you're ever going to hear me say this because one of the great things about this movie is it's an hour and a half. So if you're trying to get someone to watch it, it's, it's a pretty easy sell if they, anyone has an hour and a half. Um, but if they spent the time a little bit more on, on Jackie and Michael, I could have watched this movie for, yeah. for two hours easy. So I will say too, like you kind of, if there was, if it was a little longer, I would have also loved to see, uh, more of like the community together like yeah. that was a really fun like yeah. i was kind of fun like picking out people who you were really the only saw like flashes of like yeah. having more like screen time towards the end right right but, and then for good news start with favorite character my favorite cast member is michael o'sullivan hands down he's probably one of my favorite movie characters of all time he's just an unbelievable friend super lovable like clueless in a, in a great way and then i guess to piggyback on that their friendship like this is the ultimate buddy movie and it, it's it's just great because you know i'm very lucky i have great friends and, and you can see that you can see like two, like we'll get into it after with the, the favorite scene but and then my favorite thing other than the cast member and i touched on this earlier was just the irish humor like the dark and then sad and then happy and then self-deprecating quick to laugh and the, just the way with words and everything like that and then what about you, Pat? Nah, yeah, I'm pretty much going to echo what you said. I think we're, we're going to have the same thoughts in this favorite scene as well, but we're going with yes. this. But Michael was my favorite character as well. Right. He was <laughs> like, both him and Jackie were really good with each other. They had that great bromance, if you want to call it that. Uh, but Michael is, like like you said, the greatest friend. He was willing to commit a crime yep. with his friend. And they, he actually went through it that he took the biggest role in that crime right. to help his friend out when, like, Tables turned and he's everybody shouts at like Michael O'Sullivan. Yeah. So yeah, and so that ties into the favorite scene. Um, I think Joe and I both agree on a Jackie's speech at Michael's, but really Ned's funeral. Uh, the lottery guy walks in and I have the whole thing. You want to read the whole Go thing? For it. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a great, so it's a great quote. So the lottery guy walks in and he thinks he's about to speak about Ned Devine, but he realizes he has to change on the fly. And what he says is, "Michael O'Sullivan was my great friend, but I don't ever remember telling him that." The words that are spoken at a funeral are spoken too late for the man that is dead. What a wonderful thing it would be to visit your own funeral, to sit at the front and hear what was said, maybe say a few things yourself. Michael and I grew old together, but at times when we laughed, we grew young. If he was here now, I, and if you could hear what I could say, I'd congratulate him on being a great man and thank him for being a friend. And it's... It's... It's real. That's, that's it's real, so good. Yeah. It's so good. And I love, like, the reaction, too. Like... Before he says this quote, he pauses for a moment because he's not what he's gonna do, and yep. the whole town is in there with him trying to figure out if he's gonna go. What's he gonna do? Still, right? What's he gonna do? Yeah. And then he starts talking about Michael Sel Michael Sullivan. Like he throws that name out there, and then like everyone's like, okay, like they take a deep breath. But then yep. when he starts talking, they realize it's about he really Michael, is talking, right? Right. Like, they all like they all get that sense too. Like it was just a great scene. It is, and it's uh, <laughs> the the other thing too is I think Irish people are known for like not being the best at expressing emotion face to face. So it's totally believable that, 
you know, Michael and Jackie have been best friends for, you know, 50, 60 years and they love each other more than, than anything, but they haven't said it. So it, it it's, it's, a it, you know, it's some cultures are like, you know, they kiss each other every time they see each other. But Irish people, you know, the stereotype of it is that they're not that way. So it's a great way to kind of snap that and, and, and yeah, it, it made the scene more powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They even... What I love about it, love about this film too is they kind of planted those seeds early on too. Yeah. So you see when they're about to go through with this crime, Jackie's wife tells Jackie, Michael will pretty much do anything for you and he won't like survive prison basically. Right. He, he, you would, but he wouldn't. So like, I want to have him go through with this. And like, I think that was, you know, where that speech came from is he realizes like he has done it all for, right. for him. Right. And he would do it again in a right. second. Yeah. So um yeah it's it's honestly i almost wish we flipped soundtrack and favorite scene because it's tough to move on from that scene because yeah. it's it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie but <clears throat> i'll put the trailer in there but also put the quote in there as well yeah just yeah, for the emotion do it. do it yeah michael sullivan was my great friend don't ever remember telling him that. The words that are spoken at a funeral are spoken too late for the man that is dead. What a wonderful thing it would be to visit your own funeral. To sit at the front and hear what was said. Maybe to say a few things yourself. Michael and I all together. But at times, when we laughed, we grew younger. If he was here now, if he could hear what I say, I'd congratulate him on being a great man and thank him for being a friend. So, um, soundtrack, like it, hate it, indifferent. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> loved it. Again, like we talked about all like the, the violin, the different instruments playing, the string instruments, and it was just beautiful. Like the, the scene, like the, it went along the scene perfectly. Well, it was like a kind of like a fun scene. You would hear the, the beat kind of like more like, yep. not poppy, but like more upbeat basically. But then the dramatic scenes were like, it really shined for me. Like yeah. the whole, um, the whole funeral scene, yep. that speech is great, and that music in the background made it even better, I think. And the same thing with like the buildup at the end we just yep. talked about, like it's just the Irish music, man, it's beautiful. And if you if you can find, um, and there's there's a there's a quite a few different versions of it because um, it's a classic Irish song, but the song is the Parting Glass. And if you can find that, especially the version by Sean Davy, who's the guy that did it in this movie, it is an unbelievable song. Like I said, I have the soundtrack; I've had it forever. It's, it's great. And then the other song that's in this movie that I love, it's actually in one of my other top five favorite movies, uh, uh, Fisherman's Blues uh, by uh, uh, the, what is it? The, oh, the Waterboys, yeah. So it was also in Good Will Hunting, which I love. So um, yeah, the soundtrack's great and it fits yeah, the movie it's, perfect. It's it's one of those soundtracks where I can put on at any time, yep. whether I'm driving or whatever, like, and it will be the best background sound. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, 
go over the scale one more time. You know, we, we score things on a scale of, of one to five. Would you pay a late fee for it? So one being you bring the whole movie, the movie home from the video store, you get probably a half hour into it, and then you realize I don't want to watch this, you return it the same night. Five being you'll pay as much late fee, as many late fees as you have to. You may even just buy it from the store because you loved it so much. On a scale of one to five, Joe, what is this for you? Well, so you're gonna give me the honor. I thought you're gonna go vote for five. Uh, everyone knows I love it, so Alright. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I really liked it. That was I think I oh I like the entire I like the entire film, but I really loved it once the ending happened. Yeah. I think that was like the solidifier. Like it was, <clears throat> if they got caught, I wouldn't have liked it as much. But right. the fact they didn't and it all it wasn't a waste of our time. Basically, like not not that would have been anyways because we saw like their friendship. We saw them like grow as a community. But it was really cool again having that like seeing them get this victory. Like they worked hard for it. They came together for it. They put <laughs> right. this crime together. Yeah. They all knew what they were getting involved with, and they all stuck to it. And it's so weird because it's a it's a crime. But once you see it, if you haven't seen it, it's like a victimless crime because the guy Ned passed away. So it's either that money's going to roll over next week, or the small village is going to get it. So it's not. No one's getting hurt. Right. Exactly. And like they don't look like they have a whole lot of money to begin with. No. So it's like they're all going to benefit from this. And like. If they didn't, like Eric was saying, if they didn't claim it, it would have gone to no one. Right. It would have gone to the state or whoever else, but it's... Right. And like you said, bef- uh, before I get my score, that just kind of, I remember that I had it written down, but at the end of the movie, when they go to that cliff and they, they raise their glasses, the, the quote that uh, they say, uh, Michael, Michael says, take a drink and remember the man. And then Jackie says, and raise your spirits to this guy, raise them to Ned Divine. God bless you, Ned. And may you may we be forever in your debt. So it's like they're all aware. They don't feel like, ha, we got you, Ned, or whatever. They're eternally grateful. They they they're so happy. So right, they constantly compliment how Ned would have wanted this. Right. Like he was a quiet guy. Everyone was, like the, before the night they found out he passed away. They talked about how he was the nicest guy in the world, yeah. and like this is what he would have wanted to begin with. He probably yes. would have done it if he was alive. Like he wouldn't have kept it for himself in any right. ways. So right. it's like. This movie is definitely worth a late fee. I would have, I would have kept it for longer. So this is, <clears throat> I think it was last, the last one we did. Joe gave me sh- shit because he was like, I was being stingy with my scores, and I, I whatever. This movie for me because <laughs> of, because of how good it is and the tie it has to me and like my, I, like I said, I've I've watched this movie my whole life. This movie is a five to me. It's, and I would say, if you haven't seen it, really, I can't recommend it enough because. The other thing that's great about the movie too is that it's, you know, I'm all about, you know, Tommy Boy and Happy Gilmore and Superbad and these movies where there's tons of swearing and whatever. I love those movies. But this movie has really no swearing, nothing super inappropriate. And it's just proof that you can have a movie be hilarious and funny and whatever without all of that so yeah it's pg how many yeah. times you see a pg live action film right it's like it's and whether you're laughing or you're just feeling good the whole movie like i've seen this movie seriously probably 50 times and the whole movie i'm smiling it's because you just feel good about everything so yeah like the charisma of the two actors again jackie and michael man the charisma was just perfect it's the it's joe always makes fun of for being a bro but it's he's very bro, much a, he's very it's much the a bro. bro movie of all time. It's the best. It's, the it's best, a like, good bro movie. It's, it's not like it's, it's the best buddy film that no one, your friends probably haven't seen. So and you can watch it with you know if you got kids you can watch it with the kids you can watch it's it's yeah. great. So um, that's how we feel about the movie. I could talk for an hour about how much I love it. Um, 
what do you think about the beer joint? I know we, you started out liking it, but oh no, I I got a little sidetracked with it, but I really do like it. It's again, I'm not I'm not a beer pro, but by, by any means, I I've been kind of getting dabbling into like the local stuff with Eric here, but it's really good. It has a nice yeah. sweet taste where it's like it's not like a dessert, but it's a good yeah. amount of I love sweet. it. Yeah, I actually went to the uh, to pick some up on the way home from work today. I picked up a few because it is. It's not going to be out forever. I don't know if they'll re-release it or whatever, but they're just kind of testing it out. But I'm like hoarding it like a psychopath because it's it's so good. So um, closing, closing is going to be a little bit different this week because normally we we have everything planned out, and this just goes to show you planning's you know worth nothing because three weeks ago or whatever it was, Joe and I had it all planned out. We're like, oh, we're going to do a baseball movie towards the end of March because that's when baseball season starts. And then Joe said, oh, and uh, the basketball playoffs will be starting right around this time, so we'll do, we'll do a, a basketball movie, and then the uh, the the Masters or whatever the, the golf tour is. I'm sorry, I'm not a golfer. Is around this weekend, so I said, oh, we'll do this movie. And with all this stuff going on, the whole world has blown up. So day by day, yes, I don't think we're going to be releasing an episode next week. I think we're, it'll probably be a couple weeks before our next episode. Um, but we will post on Instagram. If you have any suggestions, um, please send them our way. We'll be like, doing Bulldog Saints pretty soon. Yes, Jill. Jill, we will be doing Bulldog Saints. And thank you so much for the recommendation. And then the other things, I actually wanted to shout out um, because th- this times like this, if you're working from home or you have too much spare time, I'm a huge podcast guy in general, but movie podcasts are the best because A, you don't have to, they're not serious. You don't have to think about it. And then B, if you find one that you like and it's been around for a while, they probably have 100, 200 episodes. So you can go through and download like 20 movies that you like and just listen to them. So some of the ones that I listen to and really like, uh, we talked about now available on video cassette last week. That, that's great. And they have a great uh, catalog, Shaft the Movies, Rewatchability. Um, th- those are great. So so Shaft the Movies is one. Rewatchability is the second one, another one. So those are great to check those out. And then, like I said, we'll... We'll try to keep you posted on what's coming next. And we will be back in a couple weeks, whatever. We, we don't really know what we're doing next. But... We're quarantine ourselves with the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so. we, we have to we have to do our part and just because this is craziness and whatever. So and, and if we were if we were doing this for a year before this happened, we would probably have it all worked out like that. We could record it from home and whatever. But we're still so new to this that we we're just trying to figure out how to even record it period let alone we picked another time to start yes 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 (laughs) but but the good news is we'll we'll joe and i'll try to figure out the movies that we're doing next and we got plenty of time to watch them to to rewatch them so we will be back and once all this craziness blows over hopefully soon knock on wood or relatively soon um we'll be back and thank you guys for listening stay safe stay home support your local businesses yes, that's all that's i have to say thing. you know absolutely support your local businesses for sure because they right now need the support yeah they more, need than, it. more than ever so yeah. thank you very much guys and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks all right thanks guys